friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, friends, to yet another episode of Everyday Truth. So grateful for your faithfulness and thankful that you're here today. In particular, I've got my Fredericksburg, Virginia, established 1728 mug here. Doesn't that look like a mug that was made in 1728? Fredericksburg is an incredible place. It's, it's called the most historic city in America. And there is a lot of American history in our little town. So if you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you at church. We'd love to have you see our, our town. But uh, for now, we're in Revelation chapter number 11. And I said that we're going to begin this chapter today. And it's in this chapter that we're going to learn about that seventh trumpet. We've been talking about that seventh trumpet, we're in a little bit of a hiatus between the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet. Remember, the seventh seal introduced the seven trumpets. And then the between the sixth and seventh trumpet, we heard the seven thunders. And although we don't know all that was uttered in that thunderous message uh, by the mighty angel, we know that John wanted to tell us, he wanted to write it down, but God said no. Uh, we know that God said, now, John, I want you to take this message. I want you to take it into yourself. Make it a part of yourself. It's going to be sweet as you taste it. It's going to be bitter as you digest it. And the message is a message for the world. That's where we left off uh, last uh, episode. So today we're in Revelation chapter 11 and verse number 1. And the Bible says, there was given unto me a reed like unto a rod, like a measuring rod. And the angel stood saying, rise, measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship thereon. So we know that John's on earth here in this vision because he's just witnessed this, this angel standing on the earth and on the sea. And now he's being instructed to measure the temple of God. Very interesting. So what are we to make of this? Well, you know, when the literal sense makes sense, seek no other sense. So we know that the temple and the Bible can be used to describe the Lord Jesus. Remember, uh, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. He spoke of the temple of his body. The temple in the Bible can refer to an individual believer. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. A temple oftentimes in the Word of God refers to the corporate entity, the church. Ye are the temple of God, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. But the temple here seems to refer to a physical temple. Why? Because it's being measured and we're seeing the component parts of it, as we shall see in the next couple of verses. So why is attention being given now to the temple? Because it's during the tribulation period that sacrifices uh, will resume and the Jews will again have a rebuilt temple. And in that temple, sacrifices will take place. 
Why? Because they don't believe that Messiah has come. They don't believe that Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, uh, was the once-for-all sacrifice uh, that, that the Bible says that he is. And so they are still looking for Messiah. Uh, so they, they might even believe and accept the Antichrist uh, as their Messiah. But be that as it may, they certainly have rejected Christ. Now, at the end of the tribulation, they'll see him whom they have pierced. Zechariah tells us that. And they will believe on him. And of course, we know that during the seven-year tribulation time, these 144,000 evangelists are sharing the gospel message and, and people are believing on, on Jesus. But for the vast number of, of, of the vast number of human beings on earth, uh, they are rejecting uh, the truth. And for the vast number of God's people, uh, they are rejecting and they're, they're, they have a zeal for God. Paul told us that in, in Romans chapter 10, but not according to knowledge. So God says through this angel to John, now John, I want you to measure the temple, measure it. And one thing we know about the temple is that the temple parameters and the temple uh, artifacts, artifacts is not the right word, but the furnishings, uh, are, were all very specifically designed by God and given to Moses. Remember, the temple, the tabernacle in that case, and, and its, its shape, its sizes, its furnishings, were to be a pattern of the heavenly. We've talked a bit about that, how that the throne room of God seems to resemble uh, the, the tabernacle. And it may well be that God's throne room and the, the furnishings that Moses supplied way back when were simply a pattern of what is in heaven. And of course, we know that the tabernacle, which was the tent with the furnishings and the spacing, eventually gave way to a permanent structure called the temple. So the first temple was the Solomonic Temple, built back in about 950, 920 BC, something like that. And that stood for the next uh, 400 years, until about 350 years, until uh, the Babylonians destroyed that temple. Remember, God allowed that in 586 BC. And then years later, like 50 years later, the project restarted in 536 BC, 538, somewhere in there. Uh, but then remember, they, they delayed and finally it was resumed in 520, completed in 516. So that's what we call the Ezra Temple, even though Ezra wasn't there to build it. He came a little bit later. Uh, and then that Ezra Temple was fortified by Herod. He kind of constructed Temple Mount and expanded the temple area. But all of that was destroyed in 70 AD in the Jewish revolt that lasted from 66 until 70 AD. And from 70 AD until now, there has been no temple. When you go to Israel today, if you ever want to go, uh, go with our company, Land of the Bible Tours. We, we'll take you. But uh, if you go, I'll show you, I'll take you up on Temple Mount. Now, on Temple Mount today, the place where the temple was is dominated by a Muslim shrine called the Dome of the Rock. But one day, that shrine will give way to a rebuilt temple. And even today, uh, there are groups in Israel that are just very rabid about getting the temple rebuilt. Uh, I could take you to a place in Jerusalem called the Temple Institute. 
uh, where some very orthodox Jews have been working for years on constructing all the various furnishings, uh, the, the priest's ephod, the, the, the altar of the incense, just all of the various component parts of the temple are, are in place. They're ready to go. And people are being trained even now about how to do the service of the temple. So everything is lining up. Everything is in place. So when John is measuring a temple here in Revelation chapter 11, you know, I believe it's exactly what the Bible says it is, the temple that, it, that will be in Jerusalem. So look at verse number uh, one again. So there was given uh, unto me this reed, like unto a rod. The angel stood saying, rise, measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. So uh, I want you to take stock of the, the building and the inhabitants, what's happening here. So temple worship obviously has resumed uh, because there's worshipers there. The temple has been constructed. Look at verse number two. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out. Don't measure it. Measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. So, for whatever reason now, God is drawing all of our attention to the epicenter of planet Earth, which is Jerusalem, and specifically the temple. And we're going to see why, because in the next 42 months, so that's three and a half years, uh, sometimes people call it the time of great tribulation. This is the second half of the tribulation period when really all hell breaks loose on earth. Uh, Antichrist will break his covenant with Israel. Uh, the uh, temple will be desecrated. The abomination of desolation will be offered upon the altar. Uh, the Antichrist himself will enter into the holy place. I mean, this will be a, the, the great betrayal as the, the leader of the world turns his back on Israel after having made peace. And we're going to see uh, that this time, that the time shall be no more, that, that this is the end, that the thing, this is what's happening, that all things are coming to a culminating point. Look at verse uh, uh, number three, and I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand 203 score days clothed in sackcloth. So God is going to give two special witnesses of truth, of righteousness, of the coming judgment, who shall prophesy to the whole world. Now, how does that happen? Well, I think that happens through the benefit of modern media. I think cameras will be upon them and people will tune into them. And it's going to be a... It's going to be an awe-inspiring thing. So we'll talk about these two witnesses. I've introduced them. Who are they? What will they do? What powers do they have? What is their message? We'll talk about all of that next episode. So hang in there. Things are just beginning to heat up, and I don't want you to miss any of it. So have a great day today. Uh, enjoy whatever God's put on your table. But tomorrow, let's gather again and let's see what God has for us right here in Revelation chapter 11. Hope you have a great day today, my friends. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen. 
If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.